because I believe that the church as a whole has shrunk back. Because I believe that the church as a whole has shrunk back. The church is no longer a place that people run to for refuge, but rather is a place that they run to for entertainment. It's a place that people run to now for a grief at best place of happiness. No longer is a a corporate gathering a place of, of holiness and pureness of one mind and one accord. But now it's a place of I have a thought or this is my desire or my calling. We, we have so many separ separated and segregated thoughts and ideas within a church that God can't move because and, and God can't bless because the Bible says, remember the oil that was pulled over, poured over Aaron's head that went down to his beard and fell upon his garments. He said it would be there I would command my blessing. It's the blessing. It's in a place of unity. Aaron just didn't have his head anointed. It anointed his head and it went through every place of his body. And God said that it would be there that I would command my blessing. God has a blessing commanded for this house. But until this house can become separated from its own individualism and its own desire, that blessing will never come forth. You will stand on the outskirts of what was promised and peer upon it, but never experience it. I will not allow this church to become another Moses to stand on the, on the mountaintop and peer into what God has promised and not walk into it. Verse 6. It says, Now it happened on another Sabbath also that he entered the synagogue and taught. And a man was a man was there whose right hand was withered. So the scribes and the Pharisees watched. They watched him closely, whether he would heal on the Sabbath, that they might find an accusation against him. But he knew their thoughts and said to the man who had the withered hand, Arise and stand here. And he arose and stood. Then Jesus said to them, I will ask you one thing. Is it lawful on the Sabbath to do good or to do evil? To save life or to destroy? And when he had looked around at them all, he said to the man, Stretch out 
your hand. And he did so. And his hand was restored as whole as the other. Genesis chapter 48. Joseph's son and said who are these Israel is about to die and Israel is now to pass on the blessing that has been given to the patriarch and Joseph said to his father they are my sons whom God has given me in this place and he said please bring them to me and I will bless them Now the eyes of Israel were dim. They were dim with age so that he could not see. Then Joseph brought them near him. And he kissed them and embraced them. And Israel said to Joseph, I had not thought to see your face. But in fact, God has also shown me your offspring. So Joseph brought them from beside his knees. And he bowed down with his face to the earth. And Joseph took them both. Ephraim with his right hand toward Israel's left hand. And Manasseh with his left hand towards Israel's right hand. And brought them near him. Then Israel stretched out his hand, stretched out his right hand, and laid it on Ephraim. He laid it on his head, who was the younger. And his left hand on Manasseh's head, guiding his hands knowingly. For Manasseh was the first one. And he blessed Joseph and said, God before whom my fathers Abraham and Isaac walked, the God who has fed me all of my life long to this day, the angel who has redeemed me from all evil, bless the lads. Let my name be named upon them and the name of my fathers Abraham and Isaac let them grow into a multitude in the midst of the earth. Now when Joseph saw that his father laid his right hand on the head of Ephraim, it displeased him. So he took hold of Ephraim's head to Manasseh's head. He took his father's hand to remove it from Ephraim's head to Manasseh's head. And Joseph said to his father, Not so, my father, for... This one is the firstborn. Put your right hand upon his head. But his father refused and said, I know my son. I know. 
he also shall become a people. And he also shall be great. But truly his younger brother shall be greater, dear God in heaven. Those that are first will be last, and those that are last will be first, and his descendants shall become a multitude of nations. So he blessed them that day, saying, By you, Israel, will bless, saying, May God make you as Ephraim and Manasseh. Jesus walked into a synagogue one of which religion was ruled so much so that they were willing to suppress the works of God to appear upon the one that brought life in hopes that he would step outside of the rules and the regulations, the religiosity. They peered at him, waiting to see what he would do on the Sabbath. Jesus, knowing what they were going to say, he confronted them. Is it better to do good or evil on the Sabbath? Is it better to give life or take it on the Sabbath? God is looking now at a church that has been conformed to religion and their ways Tradition. Be careful with tradition because it will make the word of no avail. God sees a church, one that He set upon this rock. He's looking for a church full of revelation. But yet He finds a church as this man with a withered hand. Oh, the church is still there, but the church isn't being recognized for who the church is. Oh, the church is still there, but it's in the shadows. It's in the shadows of a withered hand. The church sets back in, 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 the, in, the, in the dark shadows, back in the corner of the world. And the church has become the withered hand. Oh, it's still there. But it doesn't come forth anymore. It sets in the back. Jesus sees this man with a withered hand. And one of the first things that he said to the man 
will stand up. Don't you know that positionally speaking, that sitting is a form of defeat? The church has been sitting. And as it's been sitting, its, it's hand has begun to wither. When you look up the wither part of the hand and, and you start seeing all of this stuff, it, 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 is, it loses circulation. It loses hope. It loses the blood flow. the head of the church. We as the church is the body of Christ. God is looking at, oh, God is looking at the right hand of Christ, which is supposed to be the one to perform blessings. It is the one that is supposed to be receiving blessings. It is the one that is supposed to be authoritative. And he's looking at the body of Christ at the right hand that is withered. Oh, it's still existent. But it's non-existent. How can it be? How, how can it be that we're here but we're not here? Maybe it's kind of like us individually. There's many of us that have walked our life. Oh, we're here, but we're really not here. We're, we know that we're here, but we're not fulfilling what we believe that we could be fulfilling. We're, we're sitting back in the shadows of everybody else because everybody else seems to be so much grander than I. So we find ourselves sitting in the back with her. God's looking at a church. The, God is looking at the church, the one whom Christ died for. Not only did Christ die for, but Christ rose again and took us up with Him. And we are sitting, uh-oh, on the right hand See, you, you can't, if you're tired of religion, you're not going to get this. But you are sitting right now in Christ at the right hand of the Father in heaven. Why couldn't it have been the left hand? Why is it that Jesus had to go and sit at the right hand of the Father? Why couldn't he have just gone into the gates and just hung out with Moses or Peter? Why is it that he went up and he's sitting at the right hand of the Father? Because all power and all authority had been given to him. And everything is under his feet. The earth is his footstool. Yes. Why doesn't the church believe in the authority and the power that it contains? I asked Charlie this morning, where are the miracles? 
Where are the signs and the wonders? Where are the revivals? Where are the salvation? The church is set in the back. The churches begin to wither. The church has lost circulation. Oh yes, we have. We are contained within the four walls of a building. You no longer circulate as a church in the world. Do you know what happens when you don't put mobility into a part of your body? Have you ever sat for so long? I know you have because you stay on track this morning, Pastor. But you sat for so long that your feet begin to tingle. Why? Because there's no blood flow. There's no circulation. See, if you don't work that which God has given you, come on, church. Come on, church. Stir up the gift that's in you. A church with it. Posture in defeat. Yes, the church is posture in defeat. I don't know who invented the idea that congregations were supposed to sit during the sermon anyway. Because in the day, they would stand for the reading of the Word. And he would read from sun to sundown. Come on in here this morning. But we had to make it comfortable for you. Because if we didn't make it comfortable for you, you wouldn't come. If we didn't have someone assigned to the thirst, God forbid if it got too cold or too hot. Come on. Come on, church. Listen to me. The church is withering. And today is a day of proclamation. This isn't a sermon. This is an assignment. God's calling back His hand of authority. But first is first. You have to stand. Will you continue sinning? Or will you take a stand? How long will you cut circulation? How long Will you not perform the works of the gospel? How long will you not proclaim the goodness of His Word? How long will you not profess Christ as your Savior? How long, church? How long? I'm not here to make friends this morning. I keep hearing the word disgraceful. 
See, I don't serve a God that gets put on the back row. I serve a God that is up front. I serve a God that is on high. How long will the church sit in the back? Jesus looked at this man sitting inside of the church and he called him out. Stand up. Arise. Come out of your posture. I want to put you in a new position. I want you to take your rightful place. He said, see, there, there was specific direction. Jesus said, arise, stand here. I don't have to have trunk or tree. Because everybody else is. And I'm here to tell you this morning that your pastor won't. Your pastor won't be hiding a thousand eggs so that a stupid bunny laying chicken eggs can run around. I, I'm, I'm not going to be, I'm not the pastor that says, Santa Claus is coming to town. I'm not going to be that guy. There's a position that I have to stand in. And there is something that I'm going to be held accountable for one day. And it's forgiving the truth, not lies. See, not that, oh, you don't want to call it lies because, well, pastor, it's just an alternative. Let's have Santa come to church so that the kids can enjoy. Why do you want, why do you intend on lying to your children? But pastor, I don't want to break their spirit. You know that the Bible says, now, listen, you, you better shut up. You better stop the nonsense and you better listen to the word of God. Now, am I, now, am I saying that we shouldn't celebrate Christmas? Absolutely not. Celebrate the birth of your Savior. He died for you. Celebrate But there's ways to celebrate it. Well, Pastor, you telling me I can't give gifts? No, I'm not telling you that. Give gifts. Rejoice in the day. Eat all you want to eat and get back and happy. I love to eat on But don't you give toehold to the enemy. Uh-oh. Makes people mad. Here's a present from Samuel. I believe in Jesus. Samuel brought you this one. Shh, listen, there's reindeer hoose. Oh, you better go. You better go to bed. If you don't go to bed tonight, Santa, Santa knows when you're good, when you're bad. He checks your list. He, he knows. And if you don't go to sleep, he's not going to stop. You're manipulating your children, and you think it's okay. And you wonder why you're not able to walk into your home and speak a blessing over your house because you're out of order. You have no authority. Even in your own home. I'm not talking. I'm not, I'm not talking to the rough guy that can 
make his wife sit and be quiet. That's not authority. That's being pawn. Why should we? God is looking for a church. He's looking for a church. That will arise. church will arise and stand here. They don't have the authority to send blessing. The right hand is very important. It's very important. Remember in the text, when he was going to, when Israel was getting to bless, one was on his right hand, one was on his left hand. And the Bible says, right, right when he got ready, he put his hands on the head. He said that he, he placed them knowingly. It's a crossover blessing in somebody's house. What someone has told you once before isn't what it has to be. God is bringing a crossover blessing in your life. See, the one, the one that told you you can't be, well, guess what? God's bringing a crossover blessing. He, he, he was supposed to have been going, you, you're supposed to be standing here and catching it like this, but God said, no, not today. Today, Today it'll be different. Church is not the same. It used to be the church had authority. It used to be the church had a voice. It used to be the church had a position. It used to be the church was circulating in the communities. Come on. Now us forward no more. Now, inside our own four walls. Now, we don't even know how to speak a blessing. Now, you don't have any authority in your home. Because you've got a withered hand. See, you're trying to defeat an enemy that understands his power. And he's fighting against someone that doesn't know their authority. Authority trumps power. So if you're trying to fight the enemy in your home by the power that you have, you're going to lose. Because you don't have power enough to defeat him. But you do, however, comma, have the authority You better stop. You're testing waters that you don't want to test. Yes. 
You know, there are so much, there, there, there's places in the ocean that you can walk out and all it gets a little deep and then you come back up and you're back on sand dunes again. Next thing you know, you're ankle deep and you're 100 yards offshore. And you think all is well and you can keep walking. Hey, buddy, those ships ain't out there floating on sandbars. There's going to be a time you're going to take one step too far. And you're going to be in over your head. I believe the church has stepped one step too far. Listen to me. When the world is asking for directions where to take their children to trunk or treat on Halloween and people are referring churches, we, Houston, have a problem. Pastor, you just old timey this morning. Yes, I am. Well, Pastor, I want my kids to have fun. Okay. You want your kids to have fun? Okay. You ever heard it say it's all fun and games so somebody gets hurt? Mm. You ever heard that? Yeah. I know my, my mom used to tell me all that. It's all fun and games. It's made you hurt. I used to hear it all the time. Didn't really understand it until I got hurt. Then it wasn't fun and games no more. <clears throat> then I became a father, a husband, provider, a protector. My life went from having fun to going, man, I gotta go to work again today. Now I gotta change a baby diaper at two o'clock in the morning? What? <coughs> I gotta get up at five and go to work. believe this scripture to be so prophetic this morning. He's calling out a church to arise. Not only to arise. There's a, he says arise, stand here, and stretch forth. Arise. Get out of your place of defeat. Stop standing and sitting in the shadows of the evil of this world. Take a stand. No, I can't. I'm not going to do that. See, y'all, I don't know. Y'all probably still have your lights on during Halloween so the kids can still come and get you. I don't give no kids no candy. Ain't no light on. You are screwed. Yes, I am. See, I, I don't want as much as participate. Well, Pastor, have you ever done it? Yes, I did. Lied to my kids and all. I'm trying to save you before it's too late. God's grace was on my life long enough for me to get out of the old muck and the miry clay. See, if you keep playing, the, the longer you perceive it to be okay, oh, Pastor, it's not harming anybody. It's just Halloween and it's just candy. 
just kids dressing up. They're just playing dress up. It's okay. I encourage you to do some research. I encourage you to understand the windows of opportunity that you're allowing evil to enter in through. I'm telling you, this is dangerous. Never did I ever think that somebody would be recommending the church to go trunk or treating. Oh, but my kid, they were so cute. He dressed up in the Holy Ghost outfit. I'm speaking of my son. I'm speaking of our bringing up. Oh, it's okay. Why did we think it was okay? Because I heard it from behind a pulpit. That it was okay. It's chunk or treat. It's an alternative. Nobody forewarned me about demonic activity. See, y'all, y'all, Pastor, I don't want you preaching on. Next thing you know, you're going to be preaching about the cross and the blood. Yep. I will. Sure will. We wonder why we fight every day in our life while we have. One toe in the hot water, one toe in the cold water. And we want to know why we're having to fight. Some of you wouldn't have to fight some of the things that you're going through and fighting now if you would totally surrender. See, I'm going to, talk, I'm going to teach you on Wednesday, 10 the fire. Not build your own, it's tended. God sends the fire. You just, you just lay out the sacrifice. You just lay out the altar. God sends the fire. And then God gives instructions to tend it. Oh, every day you got to take... I ain't going to give you all the sermon. You're going to have to come. But you, you want to live for Jesus today, but not tomorrow. Now listen, I'm not, I'm not saying that you're doing... Blatant sin. I'm not, I'm not telling, I'm not saying that. Don't get mad at me. I'm mad at the enemy for taming the gospel. There is a fly in the oil. And I want to save you. How many of you want blessings in your home? I mean, you want blessings in your home. You want God to show up in your house. But pastor, that's that's being religious. No, that's not being religious. That is that is fulfilling the scripture when he says, "If you love me, you will obey me." That's what that's saying. Does paganism come to mind? Please do your research. Please understand that which you are allowing the enemy to enter your home through. Please understand it. I ain't mad at you. You you can go. Tonight is 31st. It's tonight Halloween. Is it?
might go and participate tonight. My prayer is that God have His way. We don't take it serious enough anymore. Because we've heard it for so long. Nothing seems to change, Pastor. The last time I checked, the only thing that's supposed to change is you. Because he said he never changes. He's always the same. change you. That's where the word repent comes from. You gotta church, listen to me. You've got to get a different mindset. Think on these things. Let this mind also be in you. We want to experience the kingdom of God in our life and in our homes, but we can't take five minutes. We, we, can't, we can't take the chance of our friends or our family to say, I can't believe you're getting religious. I can't believe you're letting your pastor talk you into that. Not participate. That's just ridiculous. That's religion. You want freedom? Go live. Go live. See, we have gone to pluralism is what we've gone to in this nation. Because there's more than one way. No, there's not. There's only one way. We've become selfish. Self-centered. The Bible says that in the last day, men will be lovers of themselves. Is that is that happening, by the way? Do any of y'all see that? I mean, you stay in your phones all day. You ought to be seeing some news come across your phone somewhere. Even Facebook gets news. They will become lovers of themselves. Whatever it is that pleases me in my flesh. Bible. God said, work out your own salvation, fear and trembling, pastor. I am. I'm just trying to help you along the way. I ain't, I ain't preaching. Look, I ain't preaching no conviction on you. I'm preaching truth on you. It's not a conviction whether or not I think we should participate in Halloween or not. I'm telling you it's demonic and you need to research it. You need to check it out yourself. Mm -hmm. Now, if you want to play on that side, you play on that side. But you, my friend, are opening up doors of opportunity. The Bible says that Satan and his, and his angels are tied. They are anchored. They are chained in darkness. That's what the Bible says. Darkness is talking of ignorance. Not stupidity. It's talking of ignorance. That which you do not know and that which you do not understand, the enemy has all power to come and play in that area in your life. That's what it's talking about. You need to understand. 
When it's talking of darkness, it's talking of ignorance. When it's talking of light, it's talking of knowledge and truth. So when he talks about the enemy is chained in dark, that means as long as long as I continue fulfilling my life and my mind and my heart with this word, I'm taking another step, another chain link out of this chain. I'm not adding one to it. I'm taking one out of it. So I'm getting further and further away from me. Resist the devil. Oh, and he... Today's a day of crossover blessing. But God has called a church to arise. Stand here. Where? In His Word. In His presence. In His principles. In His precepts. Stand here. Arise. Stand here. Stretch it out. Then, then, you can proceed to give the right hand a blessing. But the longer you sit back in the back of the church, no, I'm not picking, Tater, I'm not picking on you, Charlie, Dave, I'm not, I'm not picking, that, I get you, you're okay. I'm, I'm, I'm saying figuratively. But as long as we sit back in church and we don't allow the blood of Christ to circulate through our body, we don't allow the power and the authority of the Holy Spirit to work through our limbs, our muscles, and our minds, what we're stretching for is a withered hand. Oh, Dennis, you might walk through the house and lay hands on Dawn and speak blessings on her. But if your hand is withered, all you speak is empty words. They're spiritually mature enough for me to use them as an example there. They understand that I'm not speaking that against them. So y'all can get over yourself right by How long will you sit with a withered hand? When will you arise and stretch your hand of authority over your family, over your life, over your health, over your finances, over your children, over your children's children? When's the last time you spoke blessings over your home? church. 
that's willing to not be so lackadaisical in their coming to church. It's just an obligation. We don't go, pastor's going to call. Most times, I, most times I don't call you and say, hey, missed you at church. Because I'm not trying to grow a church. I'm trying to grow people. And God has set me free and released me. Uh-oh, pastor being mean now. Nope. He just said, don't cast my pearls before swine. If you're not interested in growing, have your way. If you're interested in growing, I'll give you everything I got. And it would take much. But I'll give you everything I got. We don't like to hear that kind of preaching and teaching. And the sad fact is, the scripture says, by now, all of you should be teachers. Some aren't teaching because they choose not to teach. Some aren't teaching because they haven't been, well, I better stop. I'm going to quit. I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop. You choose where you stand in the body of Christ. Now, He sets the place. But you choose. He might call you to be an evangelist, but you know what? You might work for the railroad the rest of your life. Because that's where you chose. I'm not saying don't quit your job. <laughs> you with me? There, there are some things that God has called you to, but there's things that you have chosen. Pastor, how will I quit getting so tied up in I don't hear God talking and I don't know what God's called me to. I, I don't know my calling. I don't know. My, stop getting so caught up in that and just spend time with the Lord. He said that my sheep, they know my voice. Yes. Trust me. If He calls you out of a tree stand during hunting season, you'll know. You'll, you'll know. Because you can't even have peace in a tree. You cry so violently, you're scared you're going to fall out the tree stand. You come out. You'll know when God speaks to you. You got something on your heart that says you better do something. You... Listen. Well, Pastor, what if it's the enemy? Let me, let me help you. If it's if it is bettering somebody, if it's for the good of somebody, trust me, Satan don't want that. Go do it. That's right. Satan ain't looking for unity. He's looking for division. Right. Satan, dear God in heaven, thank you. Here comes conviction on the pastor already. See, the enemy will let you pass by the one standing holding up the sign on the corner and say this. Dude, Chick-fil-A is hiring for $14 an hour. Not even three blocks from where you're standing. Go get a job. That's what the enemy says. Well, see, y'all don't think I get convicted. I get convicted in front of you. The unity of the Spirit says, give them something. 
give them money. Bless them. Oh, but we can't bless them. That's right. Because we have a withered hand. How many of you want your hand restored? So Dennis, when you know that when you go to make them cookies, you can stretch your hand up, bless them, Lord, and you know that the pastor's going to bless him, Lord. How many, how many of you want to have the opportunity to stretch out your hand and speak a blessing over your family and know that God will hear you? And He'll bring forth what He established. Fathers, <clears throat> bless the children. You speaking blessings over your children? That's your responsibility. Are you cursing? Boy, never listen. You'd be surprised what happened when you spend some time in prayer with the Lord over your children. Because see, I don't want to just speak anything over my children. I want to speak what he speaks. Jesus set an example for us. If you can recall scripture. He says, I only speak what my father says and I only do what my father's done. If we'll spend time with the Lord, he'll give you a blessing to speak over your children. Well, Pastor, I got to come in the house every day and anoint their head with oil and try to lay them up. No. When, you, when you're talking to the spouse, don't, don't say that you, your, your daughter, your daughter is hard. I can talk about her she in church today. Stay out of town. But your daughter, because oh, she'll do it. She'll look at me. She does the same thing. But your daughter, your son. When they do something bad, it's your daughter, your son. When they do something good, it's my daughter, my son. That's my boy. Right? What happens when you sit and you go, you know what? We are blessed. Because our children are called. I'm not saying my son's going to preach. He will pass out. <laughs> he might preach. But that's between him and God. I don't, I don't want my son to do what I want him to do. I want him to do what the Father wants him to do. So instead of giving the enemy opportunity to creep into my home, I choose not to participate things on the contrary to God's Word. I choose. Choose what you will. The Bible says choose, choose you this day who you will serve. 
Moses said, I, oh, I'll end the service right here. Moses said this, I have given you life and death. <coughs> Choose life. Is that what he said? Actually trying to keep us from going Halloween. Yep. it's under the authority of Christ that I do. Because I want you to prosper in all that you do. Everything that you touch on the railroad, I want you to prosper. I want people to notice you from the shadows. I want people to call you forward. Unqualified at all. I ain't your daddy, but I can say this. I want to put you in positions that you ain't dreamed of. I want to bless you beyond your education. Don't get so caught up in your education. Your education can only take you as far as your education can take you. Can I tell you, God will take you so much further. I don't want this church to be a withered hand church. I want this church to have power and authority in her right hand. That not only she can be authoritative, but she is available to receive blessing. Not only that she is available to receive blessing, but she is available to give blessing. We can't do it setting back. We can't do it doing it like every other church. Well, they do it. I'm not that. And this church will not become that. I know I made some of you mad, but I, I listen. The love of God I hurt you sometime. It'll spank a tongue out of it. But we've got to get to a place in our life when we say that we're Christian. People don't go by your words. I love them people. Well, I'm a Christian, and 15 minutes later, when they cuss in a book. What? You're a Christian, and you need to speak like that. You okay? When the Bible tells you to get all that stuff out your mouth, all it does, just go to Colossians, he'll tell you. They tell you how to take off an old man, put on a new. It's in, the, it's in the book, I promise you. We've got to do away with that. All the wrath, the spitefulness in church, the separation, the disagreements, the arguments. We've got to, 
I'm almost done. I need no more notes yet. I got a couple pages up here I want to go over. May not be today, but I want to go over. It is so important to the church to become one that when Jesus left, see, this is the, the yeah, okay. Don't know the Father's Prayer. Father's Prayer. When, he, when everybody quotes, this is this is Father's Prayer. This is our Father who art in heaven. Can I tell you that the Father's Prayer was this? Father, I pray that you make them one as you and I are one. That was the Father's Prayer. The other prayer was teaching his disciples. But the Father's Prayer, and see, he wasn't just talking about the disciples, because he, he prayed over the world, he prayed over his disciples, and he prayed over the disciples to come. And all of it was to be that they become one, as you and I are one. That was his his whole idea in that prayer was that they become one. Unity. Do you think it still might have some importance of the blessing? Because it's there that I'll command the blessing. I wonder if you're sitting here this morning. I'm done. I wonder if you're sitting in here this morning. And you're saying, Pastor, maybe I do have a withered hand. And I want my hand to be like that man in Scripture when he says, stretch it forth. And the Bible says that it was completely restored. Just like his own. Maybe you want your hand restored this morning. Maybe you want to be put in a position of where you can speak blessings over your home and you know that it's going to happen because you speak it with authority. See, if you speak God's Word, religion ain't going to like this. There are sinners that can speak that Word and it'll be performed. Come on up in here for a minute, church people. Y'all don't like hearing that. But see, God said specifically, I'll bless who I want to bless and I'll curse who I want to curse. He said, I'll pour out rain on the unjust as well as I will on the just. See, we don't want to hear that. He'll, he'll bless the sinner that tithes and we don't understand it. But yet we won't tithe. Come, come on, church. God is not bound to your word spoken. He is bound to His. He says that the Spirit moves to and fro looking over 
the word. <laughs> he's waiting. He's waiting for you, Dennis. The Holy Spirit, he's waiting on you to mess up and say his word. Because he knows that the Father's got to perform it.
take that as God, I'm going to take this garment off and I'm going to put on a garment of praise. I stand in a, a certain place. And y'all just going to have to get over your religious understanding. I stand in a certain place of authority over you as your pastor. That's a place of authority. But he also stands in a place of authority as your father. And then there is another that stands in a certain place of authority. And it's a heavenly father. you got three men that are, that are looking over you. That want you to prosper in the Him more so than he and I. Because we, dude, we have no what he's got for her. You might think, you might think you do because you're around her all the time. You, I might think I do because I'm a pastor and, and I, I, no. He knows. So today, what we will do today, because the Bible says two or more, lay hands on one thing in the Greek. So what we're going to do today, we're going to release a blessing on the life. And I, and I pray that this blessing, I pray that this blessing supersedes anything that you could ever imagine. Girl, you have you have cried one a lot when mom and daddy came to see you, when pastor came to see you, only when Jesus sees. He's calling all of us. But today's your day, folks. Today's your day to break through. Father in heaven, Father, I release. Your spirit of courage over her life. Father, the enemy has crept in and caused the wayward thinking. And Father, today I would ask that you would put light on the truth in her heart and in her mind. Father, because of the confusion, Father, it has caused her, Father, to sit back in the shadows. And Father, I come against the spirit of confusion. And Father, any assignment of destruction that was placed upon her life, Father, we rebuke it now by the blood of Christ. Father, we open up doorways, byways, highways, any other way. We will bless the flow So, Father, I ask now for clarity on the life. Father, she is above and not beneath. Father, she, she is not beneath. 
anything. Father, she has authority over everything. So, Father, this morning, Jesus, I would ask that you would baptize her with a fresh in your spirit. Father, that strength, Father, would swell up on the inside. Father, because you said in your word that it is the yoke. It's the yoke that is broken by the anointing, by the oil. Father, that is a representation of of translation literally is swelling up from the inside out. It's not breaking it from the outside. It's the breaking it from the inside. And today, Father, I would ask now that you would place in her life a desire, Father, that she would not cease to seek for you. That she would not seek to or not cease to stop worshiping you. And God, that she would just throw everything that she has at your feet. Everything. God, that she would worship you in times of trouble, in times of joy, in times of confusion, in times of loneliness. Father, that desire to fulfill a gap in her life, Father, let her allow, allow her to recognize that that gap is for you. So God, I ask that today, Father, as she steps out, God, as she just done prophetically, I truly believe it, as she just done it prophetically today and threw off the outer garment. God, I believe that the weight was tossed aside. No more restriction. But Father, give her freedom. Give her liberty in you. Father, allow her to enter places with you that she has never entered before. Not even her parents will be in, in awe. They're, they're, the blessing that you release on her today is going to cause her parents. It's going to cause her parents to become, to become keen and focused on your word because they're not sure if that's God or not. Because they've been tied in walls. That's what this is. This is a no walls blessing. Sometimes we are you can do this. Stop fighting to Enjoy the relationship. Enjoy this relationship. Holy Spirit, I ask that you speak to the Spirit. would call her to stretch forth her hand. God, today that the the withered hand of her life, Father, it's almost, I'm, I'm seeing the thorn. It's almost like the thorn in Peter's side. She just, she can't seem to shake it or break it. 
God, she's prayed over it. She's fasted over it. She's called out to you over it. But it just don't seem, Father, to give way or to give up. Every once in a while, God, it'll go away. But then here it comes again. God, she just doesn't understand. I hear God saying that's just the, the times that you're having to endure it. That's the times of strengthening in your life. The times that you don't have to endure it, those are the times that He knows that if you pushed it any further, you couldn't do it. So He takes place of that. And He gives you a rest season. So Father, let that, let that blessing on her life be so huge. God, that did not only blow her mind, but everybody else around her. So have your way in front. It's in Jesus' name. Father, this morning I thought it was going to be just a touch different. But God, the way that I thought it was going to turn, right now I don't sense that it's turning that direction. So, Father, this morning, I speak a blessing over your people. Yes. <laughs> Satan, you thought you had me. Not with my left hand, with my right hand. Yes. And I hear the Lord say, if you ask me to Father, we bless you. Father, I speak blessings upon their families, upon their family's family. God, that there not be a day that ever goes from our eyes that we don't see the blessing and the hand of the Lord on our life. Holy Spirit, call your church forward today. And have your way in our life. We're nothing but a sacrifice for you. So burn us up, Lord. Burn us up. Just burn us up. Inside, outside, just burn us up. Father, everything that we do, may it glorify your name. God, may we be conscious in everything that we do, that we are a direct representative of heaven. Let people see you in us. So, Father, be glorified in this house forevermore. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Enjoy your Sunday. Go and eat something. Never mind. My wife is open. I've got to stop. You can't see the lights on. While we were standing there praying, I seen the wither hand. Uh, 
that same as turn, turn it over. And God said to us, every one of us, everyone in here has something in our own life and inside of us that we don't want anybody else to see and we don't share. Ooh. So he's asking you, he's asking you to each hold your secret up, your area of your life that you don't want anybody else to know about, your insecurity, your shortcoming. And he wants you to turn your hand over and give it to him. So for just one minute more, Tommy, if that's okay, I want everybody to raise your hand. Nobody needs to know what it is. And just close your eyes and give that thing to God. Give that area of life to God. Give that secret that you've been holding on to or that trauma that's in your past that you don't want to let go of. Give it to God. Father, we don't hide in the back. As Pastor preached this morning, God, give us that boldness to step out. We are not victims. We are the head and not the tail. You proclaim that. So, Father, I turn my hand to you. I give this to you. I give all of it to you. Father God, I desire to please you. Father, I desire to be whole. That hole inside of me, that, that missing piece, that emptiness that I can't fill with anything from the world. Is only you. God, make me whole. So I turn my insufficiencies and my shortfallings and, and my, my problems that I have with myself, my flesh, to you, Lord. God, thank you that you are enough. Remember that. He is enough. He himself is enough. God, thank you for your love. Thank you for touching each one of us today. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for ministering. God, not in a place of shame, but in a place of awareness that we can allow you to work within our heart. We love you so So Holy Spirit, the rest of the day, quietly as the gentleman that you are, <laughs> love on each and every one of them here today and help them to see <laughs> that this walk with you is an endurance. It's not easy. Life is not easy. The world can overtake us at times. God, but for a moment in your presence and to feel your peace in our heart, to continue on 
as the Bible says, pick up our cross and follow you yet again tomorrow. Thank you. Help us to see the blessings that you've placed in front of us, Lord, yes. that we can overlook, that gets overshadowed by the world, and by this distraction, and that distraction, and the busyness. Help us to focus on you. And we give you all glory and honor and praise. That's in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Set aside Wednesday. You may not own this Wednesday.